welcome or welcome back to the kingdom it's so lovely to be recording again i have been dodging a little bit and i think if you're listening to this i had posted the previous one of me at the beach i haven't edited it so i don't know how i feel about it but if it's out then it's out and if it's not out then i didn't like it (laughs) um but i think it'll be out um anyway hi it's so good to see you i am recording visually for the first time in like what feels like years it also feels like being face to face one-on-one i can like hold myself accountable in like just everything like you're seeing me i'm not hiding you know i i'm happy to be back seriously and i think i like yeah i'm just happy to be back you know what i mean like i never want to get too into it of like what like where'd you go you know where'd you go why'd you go i think yeah you guys already know the ins and outs by now because i i'm counting on myself to have posted the beach episode that's where i uh, kind of explain everything that's been going on in my brain i'm sitting in my bedroom in my mom's house and it's nice there's really nothing it's just me and this carpet and you know a full-size bed behind me and it's nice it's nice I feel grounded I feel like I'm I'm just home down to like down to the very essence of my being like this is me at my core like in a bedroom in Massachusetts on the floor in my mom's house like I feel like this is just like the no fluff this is no no glitz and glam no no fluff you know just me open bare raw I just started my period I don't know why that was the second thing I thought when I thought of open and raw (laughs) um literally started my period 30 minutes ago and an hour before that lucas is visiting from new york by the way so he's downstairs and we wanted to order takeout for lunch so he got a sandwich from this local like pizza shop he got a sandwich we got zoella pizza and then i got a buffalo wings you know a meal of buffalo fried chicken wings with some fries and or so i thought right so i have lucas order it and he goes to pick it up he brings it back and it's not buffalo wings it's plain wings i just knew when he was ordering something in me was like just do the order yourself just do the order yourself but i was like no it's fine And right when he placed the order, I was like, do you already place the order? Can I see it? He's like, no, I already placed it. But, you know, I got wings, sandwich, and pizza like you told me to. And I said, okay. He goes and gets it, and it is plain wings and not buffalo. And the rage that filled my body was, like, undescribable. It should not have been normal. I I need to go get it checked out. (laughs) but i felt like no seriously the amount of 
anger when he brought back the wings and it wasn't buffalo and it was plain. Like, you know, mistakes happen. Things like this happen all the time. But I was filled with so much anger. Like, I I could have exploded, seriously. I, I just wanted to burst. I was fuming. If I was white, I would have been completely red. And I just, he noticed it. I tried to calm down. Uh, 30 minutes later, I start bleeding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> because there's no way I should have been that angry. There's no way I should have been that angry. Especially since he didn't mean it. Like, I don't know. But I'm also like, why didn't you, like, why didn't you read it? Did you not read it? When you went to pick it up, did you not open the box to see that it wasn't Buffalo? Like, I just had so many questions. But it's fine. <laughs> and now the level of anger can be explained with, I was on my period. You know, my period just started. And so it's not my fault. It's not my fault that I got so angry. But also just next time, just like, pay attention. Thank you. Because I, I hyped myself so much for these Buffalo Wings. And I got plain. <laughs> but I probably should have looked over the order as well. Because the website is confusing. So I'm going to give him um, some slack. <laughs> but that's that's the current state we're in right now. I wanted to talk this episode. I wanted to talk about obedience. Because it's meant so much to me recently. I... I kind of, I'm learning a lot about what it means to obey. And I remember when I was in college and we're almost like done with college. It was like final semester and I was sitting with Xavier and we were just talking and I, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was like, we we're just talking about how nerve wracking it is to be graduating and like, how are we even going to figure life out? And I remember going on and on and on, and I took a deep breath, and I heard a voice say, just obey. Like, God just said, just obey. That's all. That's all you can do. And I looked at Xavier, and I was like, oh, I just heard God say, just obey. Because the conversation was something along the lines of like, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, blah. What am I going to do? How are we going to do it? Ooh, I was just like ranting. And as soon as I paused and took a deep breath, because I had been talking so much, I heard a voice say, just obey. And so I look at Xavier and I'm like, God just answered all my questions. He just said, just obey. And he was like, how? How did, how you just, you could have just made that up. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said. He said, uh, your mind could have just made that up. Like, how do you know it was God? And I was like, my mind didn't make it up. Like, my mind, what I was thinking was what I was saying. All the panic that I was just speaking, that's what I was saying. So I just know that just obey wasn't my brain. My brain couldn't have made it up. I I just heard it in my head. And he was like, okay. He was kind of spooked. I don't think he believed me fully, but it's fine. <laughs> and so that has stuck with me, actually. It's been like a year now since then and a little over a year. And I am starting to understand what that fully means, okay? So... Before we get into it, let's do what we're welcoming and exiling right now. I am welcoming 
dreams in more in two ways. One, I can feel I feel like I can dream again. I feel like I can I can believe again. Like I have visions for myself again. Like you know the little 18-year-old who picked up her camera and started recording on YouTube and started a clothing brand, started a podcast, like that kind of self-belief and that kind of dreaming um it was lost it was lost for a good six months honestly for majority of the year that kind of belief in self was gone and I feel like I can finally believe in myself again like I can see that I am starting to dream again I'm starting to hope for things again I'm starting to see what could be possible and so in the same vein I am exiling limitations, limitations that I've placed on myself. I, oh my gosh, being home is so interesting. I, I know why God wanted me to come home, to be honest. And and that's also what I'm about to talk about is obedience because God wanted me to come home and I obeyed. And now I'm like, oh, I see why because I, I'm getting so many revelations, but like I had been walking around with so many people's fears, like things that people have people close to me, fears that have been projected onto me, fears that have been spoken to me over me, just like people's limitations that they have of themselves and of what this life is. I have been harboring all of that, especially when it comes to marriage and and like relationships and stuff and since this is such a huge defining moment in my relationship getting engaged and stuff like that those fears and limitations and all this stuff like I have realized how much of that I had been carrying and but not only that but also like limitations on like what is possible in life what you can achieve the level of intimacy you can have with God. Um, what like creativity, so many limitations that I think I picked up from people's fears and also just my own, you know, because you know, sometimes the devil just like be saying stuff to you and then you believe it. So I'm exiling limitations that I've placed on myself. And I've placed a lot. Oh my goodness. I've placed a lot. I've placed a lot. Like, I quit my job and I said, I am going to pursue social media and this form of whatever empire, like, whatever digital empire I'm creating. I, that was the goal. And then somewhere along the line, every time I saw a job opening, I'm like, oh, I can apply. Like literally where we where Lucas went to pick up the pizza from the story I just said earlier. The first day I went to that pizza shop in <laughs> this pizza shop in this new town that I'm in. The first day I go, it says help wanted. And I'm like, oh, now I'm thinking of applying there. Like I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. And it's not just them. Like, 
every time, every time I saw the silliest little job ad, like I'm, I was not, I'm not trying to like apply for jobs and maybe no, whatever. And it's not like if I wanted to apply for a job, I would apply for careers like the PR job that I had earlier, like a full time role. Um, and I'm, I'm doing freelance PR on the side currently, but I just, I'm like, Oh, pizza shop. Let me, let me try. Oh, laundromat. Oh, uh, coffee shop. They're hot. Like, you know what I mean? And I just like start thinking like, let me work there. And, and it's just an example of limitations because I don't fully believe in myself. I don't fully believe in myself somewhere along the line or somewhere along the way. I stopped believing myself. I stopped dreaming for myself. I stopped like thinking that I could achieve anything. And I just started, I just succumbed to the negativity that I was feeding myself and that I was being fed. And like Lucas always is like, snap out of it. Whenever (laughs) I show him like they're hiring to apply, he's like, are you okay? Because so easily I forget what my goal is. Like so easily I forget what it is that I set out to do and I stop believing myself. And, and so I'm exiling limitations and I'm, I'm welcoming belief. I'm welcoming dreams because for the first time I feel like I can dream again. Like I can see, I can, I see what's possible. Like, there's no limit anymore and I'm I'm not so scared of like of achieving I think a part of me too sometimes was like just scared of like trying because you know was I scared of failure or success I'm not really sure anyway another form of dreams (laughs) I'm like we can explore that later but another form of dreams actually that I'm welcoming are these really intense like dreams and visions that God gives me and I I need to be careful what I'm asking for because at one point I woke up and I was like God stop this was like last week in the past three weeks I've had the craziest most real spiritual visions like spirits spirits and nobody I know has dreams like these like personally I see things and like I used to always think that maybe people were exaggerating when we would go to church and they're praying about spirits and like what's going on in the spiritual realm I knew that I had I, I think I'm fully going to call it a gift now because I at first I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something with me that I just saw things. I always saw things. God will always show me things. And it started maybe two years ago. It would be something as small as like closing my eyes to take a nap. And in my head, I see my phone. I see myself unlocking my phone. I see a text pop up. I wake up and that same text is on my phone. Something as small as that. And then it started increasing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And to the point where, (laughs) like, there will be people in my room 
you know within these visions and it and and it feels so real and i just woke up being like god like i don't want to be seeing these things these things are too scary they're too much but he's always trying to show me something to either teach me or i don't know i don't know what his purpose is he's trying to reveal something to me and i always know that like once i do see these things like i wake up i think about them i pray um not the most recent one but the vision i had before that was the scariest creepiest vision of my life and that i had to pray for like an hour straight when i woke up i just sat on the bed and i could not stop praying non-stop for an hour because i i couldn't shake it like i felt like i only stopped praying once i felt like okay I don't feel the heebie-jeebies anymore. And that, it took an hour, like, of of just, yeah, constant prayer. And so, I was scared of them at first, but now I'm like, okay, let me welcome them. I am welcoming them. I know that now it is a gift that I can see. And it's almost like a gift of, like, visions and also prophecy. And I'm like, okay, I welcome it, you know? As scary as it is, like, I'm being shown something. And maybe now they'll be scary, but I'm sure as God shows me more things, there'll be beautiful things that I get to see, beautiful things that I get to experience and beautiful visions that he'll show me. And maybe right now he's just showing me the scary stuff so that I can pray about them and I can like fight them spiritually. Um, a recent like uh, thing that I saw sermon from Sarah Jakes Roberts, she said, Whenever we feel like God is opening up a portal, he we always think it's something like good, like he's opening up the door for promotion or success or divine connections, stuff like that. And she said, but they're not always like that. Sometimes God, sometimes the door God opens is a door to see what's sent to destroy you. And that was that morning that I saw that sermon. It was that morning that I had that scariest, like, vision. And so I was like, oh, wow. I, I never thought about, about it like that. That, like, sometimes the doors that God open is just, like, it's not necessarily something to, it is to push you forward because if you don't see what sense of attack, how can you prepare yourself? Um, so we're always looking for God in like the fun ways, like a new promote a job, you know, uh, something, something good, big, grand, something exciting. But other times it's not so fun. Other times it's like, I'm going to show you right now what's attacking you and then you can pray about it. And yeah, so (laughs) I'm grateful for that and I'm welcoming it. I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to say, I welcome it. I embrace it. I'm even scared just saying that, like, God, please don't show me something I can't handle. Um, But he is equipping me to be able to see the really, really, oh, my gosh, they're so dark, guys. Like, uh, they're so dark. Um, But I think it's good. (laughs) 
I think it's good. I think that, yeah, I think it's just visions. And they're not always too bad. Sometimes they're just like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I wanted, I'd always been saying, like, God, please, like, I don't want to see anything anymore because I just can't handle it. It's too scary. But I'm like, no, no, I can't handle it. Um, and I want to be receptive of whatever you want to show me in the spiritual realm. So that's, <laughs> that's that dreams and visions. And yeah. Okay. So now back to the topic of obedience. I told myself, I'm not going to do long episodes anymore. I'm like 30 minutes. I'm done. <laughs> but now I'm just like realizing that is not even possible for me. Cause I love to talk. Okay. Obedience. I will start by giving a little anecdote. So you know how I just said that I prayed for an hour after having a really scary vision. I was praying alongside this lady on social media called Susan Deborah Oyukumi. Um, She has a Nigerian last name, but now I'm forgetting it. I just know Susan Deborah. Sorry. I just know the two English names that she has. But I know she has a Nigerian name at the end. It starts with an O. Um, and so she has, like, videos of her praying online. She She's, like, a prayer person. And so she just, like, has videos of her praying online. And so I just played that next to me, and I just prayed alongside with her. And she had, like, a bunch of videos, and I cued them, and then I was just praying for, like, an hour with her. And after I prayed... They were very intense prayers, by the way. But after I prayed, I realized, like, wow, obedience is so good. Like, obedience to God is so key. Because I was just thinking, what if she didn't obey God and she didn't, um, I don't know her personally, by the way, but what if she didn't, like, obey what if she had said no god i'm not going to post myself praying online that is weird and uncomfortable and i don't know how many people will watch it and who care and what if nobody watches it and i just don't want to do it i'm sorry that's weird i don't like it no i'm not doing it (laughs) you know what if she just like told god no I wouldn't have been able to pray alongside with her. And it really dawned on me, like in that moment, how powerful our yes to God with to God is, you know? She has no idea. She's like she doesn't know me, right? She just posted these videos of her praying. She doesn't know me. She has no idea that I just woke up from having a crazy dream and that with her praying I was able to pray with her. She has no idea. She probably will never know because she is in the UK. She's, she doesn't see what's going on here, right? And it's the same with, like, our yes to God. We have no idea who it's going to affect. We have no idea who is on the other side receiving our gifts and our talents and whatever God wants us to do. And 
that really like hit me hard especially with this podcast i get so many dms of people like say how much they love the podcast and then i let like i let you know the devil lie to me like it's insignificant it's not important you have nothing important to say like all these things right i don't know i could go on and I believe them, you know, I believe these things, I believe the lies that I tell myself, I believe the lies that the devil tells me, who knows, you know, so our obedience is so important when it comes to stuff like that, and it doesn't have to be posting yourself out there, like, just, just obeying whenever you feel like a nudge to do something, you know, like, paying for the person's order behind you, or, saying some kind words to somebody when you see them on the street or giving that friend a call, sending that friend a text. Like, we have no idea how impactful our obedience is. And I just think of all these people that I know and love, like the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast and people online that share their gifts, this I'm playing a worship instrumental right now. His name is Dappy T Keys. Like him. I mentioned the Brown Girl self-care podcast because I just discovered it recently and I'm obsessed and it's the only thing I'm listen- I've been listening to. But yeah, her and like this man that posts, you know, spiritual piano playing on YouTube. He has no idea that I watch it when I'm recording my podcast you know or I played in the background when I'm recording my podcast like you just don't know who your yes is and I'm so glad that all these people that I'm being like impacted by I'm so glad that they obeyed I'm so glad that they said yes to God I'm so glad that they said yes to God I'm so glad that they obeyed and I'm so glad that they are allowing God to use their gifts and their talents and their voice you know and and so if we apply the same rhetoric to us, what is God telling us to do that we're not doing? How do you know who it's going to impact? Like, you don't know who, you don't even know how many, even if it's just one person, like your obedience, what it will lead them to do, you know? And, in, and then it's just a trickle effect. Like someone recommended something to me. And then I recommend it to someone else and I recommend it to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just helping a trickle of people and you just have no idea. So that's like one part of obedience I want to talk about. Another part of obedience that I'm becoming so much more aware of right now is just doing what God tells you to do, to do no matter how uncomfortable or like no matter how much it doesn't make sense and the anecdote I have for that is moving back to Massachusetts I absolutely did not want to do that I just like I said found my church home and building a community and Lucas and I are engaged like why would I go back and do long distance or you know mid distance because it's not that long from Massachusetts to New York like all these things right I just know that I heard God say move and I did. I didn't, uh, I didn't try to fight it. Well, I did try to fight it. 
um, I think, I mean, a couple months prior, I felt like I should go back home. And so I was kind of entertaining the idea for a bit, like, do I want to go back home and just, like, chill there till Lucas and I get married? But then I didn't know when we were going to get married, and I just didn't like that uncertainty of, like, how long would I be back home? So I said, nah, I'm not going to go back home, actually. I'm going to renew my lease. And just the state of, like, depression that I was in, um, it got worse. <laughs> it got worse. It got worse to the point when, you know, I got back home. I was bawling my eyes to God, like, why do I feel so heavy? And I just, you know, had seen visions of, my apartment on Facebook Marketplace. Like, I closed my eyes and I just saw my apartment empty and on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> and I opened my eyes and I'm like, God, no, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I call my friend and I'm like, hey, I'm feeling really down right now. And the first thing he says is, you should move. And if you move, don't think that you failed. And I was like, what? Like, how did you know that God was telling me to move? Like, I feel like God was telling me to move like 10 minutes ago. And then you just confirmed it. And then somebody else also confirmed it was like, yeah, I think you should go back home. And it, so it just felt like God was just like saying, go back home, go back home, go back home. And I just had to obey. You know, I had come to the end of myself where obviously whatever I was doing wasn't helping. Whatever self-care tactics I was applying, they weren't helping like, nothing I was doing was helping to the point where I felt like I had nothing left and I was crying out to God, right? And I hear him say, move. Like, once by myself and twice through other people who even had no idea that I was feeling like God was telling me to move. And so just saying yes to that. Just saying yes to that, as difficult as it was, as just hard, like, my apartment was great. I loved my roommates. The rent was good. I had a job. And so it just didn't make any sense. I was like, God, why will I go back? I was so sad. But I felt like I asked him for help, and he told me the answer, and the answer was move back home. And I was like, okay. I don't get it and I don't want to do that, but sure. And it like really begs the question, like, are you willing to drop everything and say yes to God? You guys know the Just Different podcast. They have a saying where I think they also recently posted a topic on this, but they say, do the last thing God told you to do. (laughs) And the last thing God had told me to do was move. And I was, I said, no, I'm going to renew my lease. And then, you know, my mental health got worse and then he was like, move. And I was like, okay, I cannot afford to disobey again. So sure. And so it's like, what is God telling you to do? And are you willing to do it? Because I know there's like a video of Will Smith and he says like, everything you want is on the other side of fear. I have a proposition. I say, Everything you want is on the other side of obedience. Are you willing to obey? Are you willing to say, fine, God, whatever you want? Because that's that's the kind of life I decided on when I said I'm going to die to self and surrender to God. 
the kind of life I signed up for is when God says, do something, I do it. And no matter how, like, inconvenient and just unnecessary sometimes it, to me, to my, like, men, my human mind, I, it's just like, just say yes. Are you willing to do that? And I, like, can truly testify the minute I came back home. And maybe it's because I'm now living in the countryside with a town that has a population of, like, 5,000. And there's farms all around me and you can hear a pin drop of how quiet it is. Maybe it has to do with all those factors. But as soon as I came back home, my mental health, like... I no longer feel suicidal. <laughs> I no longer feel depressed and hopeless. Like I was saying earlier in the podcast, like I feel like I can dream again. I feel like I can see again. I feel like I can breathe again. Like I feel like I'm slowly recovering back to who I was before like the darkness, you know, tried to snatch me up. And you could say, oh, it's because you moved out of New York City. New York City is so chaotic. Or, you know, I can rationalize it that way. But I I beg to differ. And I, and I suggest or I think it is not the place that I'm in and geographically. But it is the fact that I obeyed. And, and, and just that obedience. In that obedience, God restored me god restored how empty i was feeling and how sunken i felt like he just breathed life back into me because i said okay yes i said god i need you to save me i feel like i'm drowning i feel like i'm dying he says go home i say okay as soon as i go home boom like i feel alive again right and home could have been anywhere. I don't know if it is the geographic location. I genuinely believe it is because I said yes. I said, okay, fine. I said, sure. <laughs> I said, whatever you want, God. And, and then I did it. And then that was the answer to how I was feeling. And, I, and God knows I'm not home forever. God knows that this is temporary. And... He knows that I, I was planning or the deal is like, you're going home so you get married, right? Okay, cool. So, so it's not like I'm going to go back or when I do go back, wherever I go live next, if it's New York Shore, <laughs> wherever I go live next, it's not like I'm going to go back and I'm going to start feeling suicidal and depressed and everything. But it's like there was life that he wanted to breathe into me and it depended on on my obedience it depended on me surrendering and saying okay yes and then he's like okay see what i do with your yes and so now i'm back home i feel way way better and maybe it's not a move maybe it's just like your heart is hardened against something that he wants you to do and you feel and you, you feel like you don't want to do it and it feels like it doesn't make sense but then you realize once you start doing the thing you're like wait i actually feel so full of 
life and purpose and joy. And it just came from doing that one thing that God had been telling me to do. And even, you know, some months ago, I saw a reel um, of a friend of mine who was saying how well, we're not friends, really. S mutuals. <laughs> a mutual of mine. Saying how depressed she was. And she was so suicidal and depressed and stuff. And God had been telling her to do something. And the minute she started doing it, she felt like peace again. And that's how I feel. And that's like the testament of 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 what obedience is and and it it really puts into perspective that just obey phrase that I heard and I think God is telling me like everything you want everything you're searching for is is in your obedience when you're lost just obey when you don't know where to go just obey when you don't feel good you have questions you're uncertain just obey and you can be thinking like how do i know what god is telling me to do sometimes i genuinely feel like that i'm like i don't know what god is telling me to do and that's when i love what um jordan and darren say on their podcast do the last thing god told you to do <laughs> there's something that god told you to do and you didn't and now you're out there searching for something new something fun something exciting and you're coming up short and it's like do the last thing god told you to do girl do the last thing god told you to do and obey and yeah i think even coming here i had a pastor like prophesy a little bit to me like you are going to like god is going to be birthing something in you while you're in massachusetts there's a reason he's asking you to go back and i i see it now like i i don't know fully what it is but i feel restored i feel rejuvenated i feel like yes you know even for as little amount of time that i will be here it's like he's doing something with this time he needed this time he needed me to be right here right now in this moment I'm, my eyes are being opened, I am realizing things, <laughs> um, uh, whenever I say that I think of Kylie Jenner, realizing things, I'm just, you know, I'm, things are being revealed to me, there's a new level of intimacy that I feel, and yeah, so just obey obey obedience obedience <laughs> that's all one you don't know who your obedience is helping and two you don't even know how much your obedience will help you like sometimes god is telling thing us to do things for our own good and we don't like how it sounds but he's like you have no idea how much that will benefit you you just don't see it now and we do it and we're like oh that was actually for my good haha <laughs> I guess you do know it all, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That is all. I'm going to end here because I said I wouldn't talk too much. I love you. I do. Thank you so much for listening. And, yeah. Um, just obey. Truly. That's all. I will talk to you in my next episode. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the kingdom. Don't leave. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>